Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Time for episode, I think I'm on 37. I hope I got that right. But time for episode 37. I can't believe this. Like, I'm getting ready to start hitting the 40s. Next thing you know, I'll say 52. And we would have been at this a year. Can I tell you guys, when we talk about growth, this has just been one of the things that has just really helped me to like grow the dedication of doing it every week of when I make a mistake or when it's due date and I'm in the bed and I forgot and getting up, just all of it on just, I understand even more like this podcast for me was one of those things where it's not necessarily the goal, but it's who you have to become to do the thing. That's what really is coming out for me as I like sink into like, no, I have an amazing podcast, right? So what are we going to talk about today? Because just the last time we talked about Briggs brain and I like doing those every once in a while. I think that's going to be something I do a little infrequently. It won't be all the time, but there's sometimes where I'm just going to like brain dump. They're not anything big that like each one of them can hold like a big podcast, but there's just some things that I just want to say and get off my mind. So every once in a while, I'm going to do that. But today I want to talk about worry. Worry is, was one of those things that for me, learning how to manage my mind and reduce my worry was so transformative for me. And I want to take you through the process of what the effects or what the cost of worry, why we think worry is useful and why it's, as my coach said, it may be familiar, but it's not useful. And I churned on that thought for a minute because I used to think that worrying meant that I was problem solving. What I realized is that problem solving is different than worrying. Worrying is when we are using a series of repetitive thoughts and mental images that are focused on a threatening issue that may have uncertain outcomes. Can y'all tell I was reading the definition of that? Because I wanted to give you like the real definition. It's a series of repetitive thoughts and mental images focused on a threatening issue that may, keyword, may have uncertain outcomes. But what what happens for me is that I actually find that I worry as a way to emotionally prepare myself for an unwanted outcome. Like if I can be two steps ahead 
or three steps ahead, then I am prepared for the disappointment, the whatever outcome and that feeling that I'm going to have because of that outcome. It's my way of trying to protect myself. This is what I find funny about that. Usually when we're worried, we're worried because someone or something or something didn't happen, right? Someone changed, some circumstance happened or didn't happen, right? And so we worry to try to like outthink like the possibilities of all the things. least that's how I would do it. Like if this happens, then this, if this happens, then this. But nine times out of 10, in my experience, what I found is that the thing that I was most worried about didn't happen. And the thing that I was, wasn't even concerned about did happen. And I didn't have a clue that that was going to happen. Like who knew that we were going to have a pandemic in the year 2020? There was no way to prepare for that. But yet that is how we do with worry. Like we think we are preparing ourselves for uncertain emotional distraught and like we're being one step ahead. I get it. There's nothing worse for a black woman than to be blindsided. Like we're supposed to be ahead of the game. It's taught to us, our mothers, our grandmothers, like you're supposed to have money saved aside just in case he act crazy or she act crazy, right? We're supposed to have another job. If they start acting funny, we're supposed to be looking for that other job to safeguard, right? We're supposed to be one step ahead. I understand where this came from because as Malcolm said, as the least protected of all species, human species on this planet, the black woman, I know that we formed coping mechanisms, that we formed strategies and tenets that we passed on from generation to generation on how to prepare ourselves. I'm not saying don't prepare ourselves, women, queens, give me, that is not what I'm saying. Problem solving is different than worry. Worrying incessantly is costly because we're worried about something that we can't prevent happening in the first place because people pivot, they change their minds, whether or not he or she loved you at one minute and they decided they don't anymore. We can't change that. Jobs play out, industries grow, industries shriek, events happen, car crashes, disease, everything, all of those things happen. But when we spend so much time thinking that we need to be one and two steps ahead, the cost is we're so busy being ahead that we're not allowing ourselves the human experience of being in the present, like of enjoying the fucking moment of being right where we are, of being in love when we're in love, rather than like, I wonder if he or she is going to leave me. And if he or she is really serious where this is going, but on the day that they come and it's your date, enjoy the fucking day. 
be there as opposed to worrying about, well, they didn't say this and they did say that. Why do we do that? I think it's because we still haven't separated others, people's actions and decisions from us. Like we still tie in that somehow we're responsible for other people's actions. And so I need to be ahead of the game so I can act accordingly. Because to be blindsided means that I was weak or I was unaware. And that is not seen as a strength or something that happens. That is something against us. I shouldn't be blindsided. I should know better. I'm just going to say this. That strong woman, I know everything and I'm prepared for every damn thing, cost us living and experiencing the joys of life right now. It costs us being human beings. It costs us giggles and dates and girl, yes, he did moments. It costs us celebrating and enjoying the moment rather than, I better not get too excited because something may happen. It costs us experiencing an adverse reaction, even though it may not actually happen, but we're experiencing it in the present because we're worried about something that may possibly happen. And we're bringing that emotion into our present experience. So therefore, we just experienced it twice. I want you to really see that. If we're so worried that we're not in the now, that we're worried about something that could possibly happen, and it actually hasn't happened yet, we create that experience of it happening twice. Once now, and once in, and if it happens. So we for sure experience it once, we're guaranteed to, even though it may not happen. And if it does, we actually experience that twice. Why do we want to experience things twice? I used to have this saying, y'all know I'm a Christian, right? Like that's my foundation. That's where my roots are. And I used to have this saying that it's no use of me and God both staying up all night worrying. That would be the thing that would tell me to go to sleep, stop worrying, stop going over the what if and if and thinking about it, making a mountain out of a mohill, right? I have that tendency to overthink, to overprotect. And this is what I've realized. Most of the time when that happens, I've forgotten who I was and whose I was, right? But I forgot that every time that I have fallen, my ass has gotten back up. I may be bloodied. I may be black and blue. I may even have some broken bones. I may be muddied and dirty and sweaty. I may even have blood on me but never have I ever not gotten back up. Not only have I not not gotten back up, but when I have gotten back up, it's always been 
better and stronger than I was before I fell. Before I have ever gotten back up in that fall, there is a time where I stay there and I may moan and I may groan, but I don't even understand why I worry because my history and your history too. Have you forgotten who you are? Like literally, when have you ever let yourself down? And if you did, are you that same person that you can't trust that you're not going to do that again? Like really, Queens, some of the stuff we worried about, I look at my clients and they're talking and I'm like, do I need to introduce you to yourself? Do I need to introduce you to you? Do I need to introduce myself to myself? Because what if he does do that? Okay. What if the job does go away? Okay. What if the launch isn't successful? Okay. What if you lose all your money? Okay. What are you going to do? Are you going to wallow? No. You're going to have your own back like you always have. So why are we worrying? When we worry, we have forgotten who we are, our history, what we have gone through, who our ancestors are, our strength. We're making it all about other people and other things trying to control them. Forgetting that the most important person to control is us. And that's where our power comes in. But if we're trying to like be one or two steps in front of our boss, our coworker, our significant others, the weather, the stock market, it's impossible. Like what you're asking, what we're asking of ourselves is impossible. And we cause ourselves to lose the present moments, the precious moments that we have right now, trying to outsmart shit that we can't outsmart. People are going to change. People are going to pivot. People are going to make decisions. They're going to make decisions. They're going to see you and they're going to have thoughts. You have no control over that. I don't care what you do. The weather's going to change. The stock market's going to change. The political climate is going to change. We have no control over that. But can I remind you what you do have control of? You have control over your biggest asset your brain. But when we're using our brain and all of the precious, because it is a limited resource, when we're using our brain and all of the limited resources that it is, worrying about shit that hasn't even happened instead of solving for now, creating processes now, Like we lose our creativity, we lose our problem-solving ability, we lose the moment, we lose the thing that gives us our strength, which is our brain. But when we use it, like our relationship and like we bring that into work or our kids and we bring that into work or whether or not the job is still going to be there and we bring that home, like while we're at work, we can't work and create because we're still at the argument at the kitchen sink that happened four hours ago, right? We can't do the presentation because we're worried about our adult child that actually can make their own decisions. Worry 
is familiar, but rarely is it useful. Okay, now when my mentor said that, I was like, wait now, I'm so used to worrying, like I have to be two steps ahead. So this is kind of what I decided. Instead of trying to tell myself, look, you're not going to worry. I had to like answer it a different way because I knew I was in the habit of worrying. Okay, I need to know. I need to know ahead because it's it's just me and I'm a single mother and I got these kids and da-da-da. As if I wanted it to be on anybody's shoulders but me. Like I laugh at that because that's a one-sided conversation. If you listen to my podcast on that, it's just me. We look at that as like, oh my God, that's a bad thing. But really, who else is it ever? Even if you're married, it's still just you, boo. Your spouse can never create a feeling, security, safety, anything inside of you. I don't care what they do. That's your responsibility. If you want peace, you want security, you want safety, you create that through your mind, the way you view things, the stories you telling yourself about the situation. That's all on you. So when you say it's all on me, yeah, I'm agree with you. It is. And isn't that the coolest? Like, who would you want it to be on but on you? Because that's the only thing you can control anyway. But I digressed. So when I'm worried, okay, I have times for worry. I have decided that there are times where like my brain just really wants to worry. And it didn't work for me to say, we're not worried about that. We're not worried about that. Because my brain is like, oh, but we have to. Oh, but we have to be prepared. So instead of saying, we're not going to worry about that and trying to coach myself and like go down the rabbit hole, I just decided to give myself worry windows. It was so freeing to me because what I decided to do was make decision ahead of time. This is the time when I am allowed to worry about it. Like I gave myself permission twice. I gave myself permission to worry about it within this window. And I gave myself permission not to worry about it any other damn time. So when my brain is like, but we need to worry about it, I was like, Mm-mm, nope, we have a worry window and this isn't the time. So therefore, on my runs, when I'm out with the girls, when I'm hanging out with my kids and things are in the back of my mind that it wants to like really make me worry about stuff. I just simply say, this isn't the time I have a worry window. So what exactly is a worry window? How do you go about creating it? For me, there is a measurable moment, whether it's like when this happens, that's when I can start worrying. Like if I'm waiting for a diagnosis, I can't worry about the results until I get them. Once I get the results, I trust myself that I'm going to take care of myself. I remind myself of who I am. And no matter what the results are, you're going to be okay because you have always taken care of yourself. So we're not going to worry about the results until I get them. Once I get them, I feel fully capable that I'm going to be able to problem solve, worry, problem solve, take care of it. The other thing I you kind of use as a as a marker for my worry window is if there is something that 
I want to happen. Like when I was getting ready to leave my job or thinking about leaving my job because I was coaching and when was I going to like consider leaving my job, even if I was. And I decided that I'm not even going to worry about it until I made my first six figures. So I gave myself a number. This is when you can start worrying about it. Until then, when people would come up and ask me, what's your date? All the stuff that the people would do. I would say, I'm not, not worried about it right now. It's not time. And it's simply not time. And that way I kept myself in the present moment. I didn't use and confuse myself because here, listen, here's the deal. If I had to confuse myself, how much more energy would I've taken away from me becoming a coach that's fully booked when worried about what's going to happen when I become fully booked? Did I want my focus on worry what was going to happen or did I want my focus on getting fully booked, getting to that first six figure mark? That's what I concentrated on. I did the same thing when it was time for anesthesia school. When I went to anesthesia school, I had three small kids. My kids were like two, four, and five, and I was single mother. Anesthesia school was one of those things where you couldn't work. Like it's one of those things like you're getting your graduate degree. It is a full-time, all-in commitment. You couldn't work. And even if I could have worked, the little bit of time I did have, I was a mother of three small kids. So it was no way I was going to be able to work because that extra time was for them. So a lot of people was like, how are you going to pay for it? I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I decided that I would worry about that once I got in because they accepted a hundred people and a hundred people all weren't independently wealthy. So there must've been something that I didn't know about that I would worry about when that time came up. But worrying about how I was going to pay for it at that time would have taken away precious resources that I actually needed to get the good grades to get into anesthesia school. First step, get in, then worry about how you're going to pay for it, right? So this is kind of what worry windows allows you to do. It allows you to use, stay in the present moment, use the energy of the present moment to be creative, to be there, to show up as your most powerful, highest self. If you had an argument with your significant other and you're at work, it's like, okay, I'll worry about that when I get in the car. When I get to this exit and I know I'm getting ready to get off the exit and see my significant other again, I'll worry about it then. Until then, I'm going to be here at work instead of like, why they do that all at work, all day long? I can't believe he said that. What does she mean by that? I can't believe like all of that incessant going in, like it devalues you at work and you're experiencing it the whole time. So by the time you meet them back at home, you're exhausted. Like I don't even want to fight <laughs> because you've been worrying about it and having an argument all while you're at work, not even doing your work. So worry windows gives you permission not to worry when your brain is like, but we need to worry about this. No, no. I think you forgot who we were. Now, sometimes what I tell myself, you forgot who you was, queen, and you have never let yourself down. Why are you worried you're going to do this now? And if you have let yourself down in the past, because sometimes we have, that is our truth for some of us. I know I have. 
What I can say is I am not that same person. Well, you don't have to worry about that either. So when your brain starts bringing things up, you can answer it and say, and I'll pick it back up at this time. I also have this thing where I can't worry about it until I can solve it. So even if it's something that's kind of minor or whatever, it's like, oh, I don't, I can't remember what's that. I was like, I can't worry about that. I'm not going to use my brain power on this right now until I can get to Google and look it up. Like, and there's no sense of me trying to like worry and like try to figure it out. Oh my God. And panic over it. And it's like, no, when I get home, I'll look it up and I'll have it. I'll worry about it. So sometimes I'm like, I can't worry about it unless I have paper and pencil. If I'm not at a place where I have paper and pencil and resources I need, I'm not allowed to worry about it. So no, I don't worry about it on my runs anymore. Now, there's a difference between worry about it and processing. I do a lot of processing on my runs and the emotion and feeling it, but that's not worrying about what happens. That's just being in this feels horrible. I'm depressed. I feel lonely. I feel disappointed. I feel humiliated. I feel like a failure. Those I totally do process on my runs, but worrying about shit, what's going to happen? What they going to do? Who is going to do it? What's going to happen if my job? Oh, no. Mm -mm. Why ruin a good run on that? Because I have no control over it. What I just keep reminding myself is I got you always. We're going to be okay. So when it's time to do your worry window, ask yourself, why are you worried? What do you think is going to happen? Ask yourself another, well, why are you worried about that? And ask yourself another why. And why is that a problem? Go down like five levels of whys until you can find out like what the real thing is and call yourself out on it. Oh, you're worried about what other people think. Okay. Why, baby? Why? Oh, okay. I see. This is your pattern. You're worried about getting kicked off the island. People not going to like you. I like you. I think you have a good group of people that like you. You have some friends that will like you no matter what. And those other people, why are you worried about people who you don't even know? Like I just start talking to myself and go from that point of view when it is time to worry. That's when I do my self-coaching and I take it from worry to pen and paper. And now I'm actually coaching myself on it. So there's worry windows, but in my worry window, I worry and then I coach. I coach myself or I get coached on it or I write it out or something. Okay. But I just wanted to give you guys like the cost of constantly worrying, of constantly keeping ourselves on high alert, devoids us of the opportunity to live full lives that we totally deserve, of enjoying moments, of enjoying love when we're in love, because we're worried about whether or not it's going to be lost. As if when it's lost, if we didn't really go all in on loving, that's going to make the loss less. It never works. That never works. The pain is still the pain, regardless of whether or not you went all in or not. Just go all in, queen. I can tell you that the pain is worse when you didn't enjoy it, when you didn't go all in, than it is when you did. Because at least you know 
that you went all in and you had those moments. Like I enjoyed my job. It was a great job. I appreciate it. I enjoyed my friendships. I enjoyed like whatever it is that you're worried about. I enjoyed my health when I had it. Whatever it is that you're worried about losing, enjoy what you have now. Don't let your worry about something take it away where you experience it, not once, but twice. Try instituting worry windows. I hope this helps. And don't forget, guys, masterclasses, they're up on, they're up, (laughs) they're up on the website. Go to brickjohnson.com, masterclass, click the link for masterclass. I usually have at least three a month. So check them out. It's our place to have dialogue. I love talking to you guys, but I actually love the dialogue and the discussion that we have and the sense of community that we have. Also, you want to do this work deeper? I have one-on-one sessions. You guys know that. Well, we work one-to-one, but also I'm doing a very small beta test of a small group coaching. I think there's so much value in community that I wanted to offer a small group for those select few who are like, yes, I want to do that. So if that's something that you're interested in, this is the first time me mentioning it. I'm not doing this big, huge launch. I want to keep it kind of between us for right now. Just want to see how it goes. But I think there's so much value in small group coaching, still coaching, right? It's not necessarily a program. It's just coaching. I think for us in our community as Black women, to see like-minded women go through the struggles that you're like, oh, you mean it's not just me? It's so valuable. Or to see people go through stuff and like, wait a minute, I didn't even know I needed coaching on that. But watching someone else get coached on it was transformative for you. Or watching someone else get coaching on the same thing that you're getting coaching on is so valuable because you don't have the charge because it's not you. So you don't have the connection to it. And you will see yourself through your fellow participants. And I want to create a community, small group of us doing this work together because I truly believe that us managing our mind is the key to us getting to the next level. That's the one thing that I see constantly for all my clients is they want to get to the next level, but their old coping mechanisms, the way they used to look at things, the way they did things, the things that got them where they are, are not going to get them to the next level. And so they're keeping themselves down. They know they're in their way. They just don't understand how. I'm great at that. And I think doing that in a small group setting would be great work. So if you're interested, send me an email. Let me know, brig at brigjohnson.com. Let me know why you're interested. I'm only accepting a couple of people, a couple meaning like 10, at most 15, but I'm thinking 10 or less. So let me know and I will talk at you guys next time. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper, 
with me as your guide. Opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to BrickJohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.